Today we're going to be talking about open-mindedness. Welcome to Gay Peace Journeys Podcast. My name's Brian. And I'm Paul. And we'll get going in three, two, one. So Brian, we build our understanding of the world based on what we observe and determine as fact and normality based on those particular conclusions. Since those always vary from individual experiences, we always get variances between them. Those adopted truths are biased. People tend to reject what they don't process as normal because not doing so forces them to go back and have to revisit those conclusions and challenge them. The problem here is that we aren't always surrounded by shiny examples of relationship, love, trust, empathy for each other, and when we form those specific ideologies, right? Yeah, as humans, I think we're often driven by our ego and block our empathy rather than risk losing or looking too sensitive. I agree with that. You know, without open-mindedness, we are stuck in a spiritual evolution process. We're never going to be any smarter than we are at that moment. I mean, it's also said that... Uh, how's it go? Oh, you can't graft a new idea on a closed mind. If the student thinks that they're smarter than the than all the answers, then they're not ready to receive the lesson. So in order to grow spiritually, emotionally, or mentally, we have to be open to an experience. Something as simple as that can be mountainous obstructions to becoming who we're intended to be. It's my belief that we exist on this physical plane to experience life lessons in order to grow our spirit and to propagate that forward. If we don't learn from these experiences that we're navigating, then the universe has a way to reformat it and, you know, kick it back out to us. Well, that's been my journey for sure. I've, I've hidden or self-repressed things about myself to keep up appearances, basically, and even to make others happy at times by literally following other people's way of thinking rather than thinking or acting the way I choose and the universe kicked me in the ass every time. It's just the way it teaches lessons. And uh, like I said, it kicked me in the ass every time until I learned my truth. You know, and the funny thing is we often think that we're doing that to be happy, and it's usually the thing that keeps us from it, right? True. So, you know, when we went to Orlando Pride, I, I was really thrilled to see such an array of diversity and uniqueness in all of our community. And sometimes we can let that make us feel different or estranged or something like that. But, you know, one of the strengths of the LGBT community is that we come from all corners of the world and we're as different from each other as anyone can be, but we're all part of the same family. And that's a very important thing because a lot of us have lost what that is, right? And we're all united in love and in our ability to have an open mind when it comes to our differences, even though, you know, we're from the same homes as the people that might greet us with hate. And, you know, we're, we're forced to reevaluate personally and on a, our, on a personal level, what normal is for us whenever we started maturing and coming into who we are. And then we had to rebuild our belief systems with an adjusted perspective in order to survive ourselves and survive our existence in our life, you know? Yeah, I like the way you said that, that, you know, uh, we're all united in love. Thank you. You know, I, I don't think it's that hard of a stretch for us to accept that there's others in our community that are just as challenged with their existence as we were with ours and greet them with open arms. And I think that that is something as a community we've got to get better at. Agreed. You know, um, also for me, I it means a lot to see that and feel that because, you know, 
coming from places that everyone is similar and you know the way they cookie cutter cookie cutter and their belief system is cookie cutter and no one challenges any of that and they just accept that you it's normal where you grew up yeah mm-hmm. it's it's refreshing to see when people are expressing their uniqueness especially together unique together right without the judgment that we get from a lot of the rest of society. Mm. I need examples, Paul. Give me some examples. Well, I'll tell you about an example of me having to come to truth with one of my, um, becoming open-minded about my own personal behavior. Um, I had a job where I was working a lot of hours and, you know, it seemed to be, and and I wasn't aware of it, but I had this pattern that I needed to always be the go-to person for everybody. I needed to be the one that would resolve everything for everyone. And, you know, I'm talented, like, technically, so there was a lot of things that a lot of people did that I could do faster or show them shortcut ways to do it. But instead of doing that, I did it for them. And what happened was I wound up painting myself into a corner that I was eventually unable to get all my stuff done because everyone was pulling me to go and assist them with theirs. And I just got so frustrated and disgruntled and because I it was starting to affect my ability to perform, right? So mm-hmm. I was kind of getting in the weeds in regards to that. And I was getting pulled thin, and I started to become resentful at these people. And, you know, additionally, the people would come to expect me to be a pathway for them to get their stuff done. And so they started to get resentful and a little bitter that I wasn't there, like, doing their job for them. But, you know, most people, <laughs> if given the choice, are more than happy to let you do their job for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... What I had to do is I had to stop and take a break, you know, just take a beat and realize, okay, all these people are treating me the same way. Maybe I'm not a victim here, right? And and that thought is where the open-mindedness came in that, you know, I had to stop and realize that I had taught these people how to treat me. And instead of getting mad at them or quitting my job and going somewhere else, I had to have a bit of self-honesty, which revealed that this was a common mechanism that I'd used much of my life. And, you know, and there were examples by previous iterations, relationships, jobs, those type things, and I was still propagating the same behavior, and I was still getting the same results, even though I thought it was going to make me feel more important or, you know, more, you know, just like needed or something. I'm not really sure what I was trying to get fulfilled, but I thought that was so important to me at the time. I had to stop and realize that I had taught these people how to treat me, and instead of getting mad at them or quitting my job and going somewhere else, I needed a bit of self-honesty, which... You know, I realized that this was a common mechanism that I had used much of my life. And there were examples by a lot of other things, relationships, jobs, people, you know, different things. And I was still propagating the same thing. And it was it was something that I thought was going to bring me fulfillment, but it, it was bringing me down instead. But instead of like pushing it off that these people were treating me this way, I had to look at how I was doing, what my part in it was. And what I realized was, you know, I was uncomfortable with it. And I think that was the the catalyst, right, that let me own my behavior and choose a different approach. And, you know, I was faced with the option, I could quit my job and I could just go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And what appeared, what was challenged to me at the time was, you know, unless I learn how to fix this, I'm never going to quit digging the same hole for me. So what I did to resolve it was, you know, I had to realize that this was my problem and that it wasn't for someone else to fix. And maybe the problem was with me and realizing that I began taking an approach of teaching a man to fish. So instead of like going and doing their job for them, I took a few minutes and I went to them and I showed them a better way of doing their job. And I showed them what the tools were for them to be successful and why it was important for them to be able to carry this on their own. 
and approaching it from that, they were very receptive. And I wound up getting out from underneath that and mm. boom, everything got better. And then when I did leave that job and go to my next job, I can see that behavior in other people, but I don't need to participate in it. I don't need to fix them either. I don't need to go and tell them, hey, look what you're doing to yourself. Mm-hmm. It's That's not my journey. My journey is to grow my spirit and myself and to not be in that hole. And it was awesome. You know, when I look back on my life, it's, it's not the things, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of things I did that I wish I hadn't have done or said, but it's a lot of the things that I didn't do that I wish I had done that, that are the things that hold out, right? And, you know, if the opportunity comes up in your life, I believe it's the universe guiding you. And I think sometimes that you should jump on those things. You know, I mean, <laughs> use your best judgment, but not everything just because you, you can do it, just because you can rob that bank, you should do it. But I think that there's times when things click together and it's meant to be that way. Mm-hmm. So what are your experiences with open-mindedness, Brian? Well, you know, I think when I think of having an open mind, I remember the times in my life when I had to challenge my way of thinking. And by my way of thinking, I mean the way I used to listen to the voice in my head, the one that wasn't really my voice, though, uh, but the voices, you know, of people from my youth mm-hmm. and often the voices of religion that I was brought up in. And many of these voices would play on repeat over and over again, and they weren't necessarily healthy for me to be thinking. So I had to, you know, come up with my own way of thinking, and I had to make sure it was a healthy way of thinking for me. So, you know, the voices that that taught me to think for myself as less than and as an abomination weren't healthy. And, you know, some of you out there may be familiar with that internalized shame that I'm talking about. And it wasn't an easy thing for me to do to get past those, that negative way of thinking and to think positive. Um, It's often painful, actually, you know, questioning your own thoughts or deconstructing the beliefs that you were raised in. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, but it's, it's the healthy thing to do and it's, it's much better for you in the long run. And whenever I've met someone in the past that was a free thinker and, you know, someone who listened with their heart and soul and had the ability to block out the internalized shame that I suffered from. I was truly amazed around these people and I immediately felt comfortable around them mostly because, you know, I felt like they were open to judging me based more on a spiritual level or or possibly not judging me at all for that matter. And, you know, not to be all gushy or anything, but that's one of the first things that attracted me to Paul. You know, you put, my heart, you're, you put your heart and soul in the front and center, and you really didn't have nearly the amount of shame BS that I was carrying around with me. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> so, but when I think of someone with an open mind, I think of them as a healthy person because, you know, my own experience proves that to myself. You know, thinking healthy is definitely thinking for yourself and not following, you know, internalized messages that aren't healthy. And, you know, somebody that thinks for themselves, it's, it's safer for me to be around because I know that they're thinking with their heart and soul and they're less judgmental and they're not, they're not living through their ego and just trying to put on a facade. And I think those people are happier and they're more fun to be around because, you know, shedding the thoughts and beliefs that didn't serve them and propagating the beliefs that an open mind gave them is, is, a, is a much happier person and much more fun person to be around. And it seems to me that, you know, gay people are often more open-minded sometimes because, uh, you know, 
I think it's because no one's raised to be gay and taught to be gay. It's just something that happens, and you've discovered that on your own. And in order to accept yourself, you have to reflect on who you are and do something about it. And, you know, it's oftentimes painful to do that soul-searching. Sure. You know, and that requires us to think outside the box and actually teaches us to be more open-minded. You know, some people go through life never needing to do this, and some people never have to think for themselves. And I'm sure that you all know people like that. But I believe, you know, it's a gift to be gay and to be challenged to think for yourself because, you know, it teaches us to see things, you know, in a more truthful and honest way. It also gives us the ability to relate to others that is different. People that are different than us are different than the mainstream. You know, we can look at them in a more apathetic way because we've gone through this ourselves. You know, and I dare to say that, you know, these people are more evolved and possibly special. Yeah, I, I understand that. Thank you. Um, you know, opening your mind to new experiences may reveal the best parts of your life. You know, don't, don't be so quick to shoot down your own ideas or shoot down anyone's ideas. Instead, we can look at the parts of an idea that may in fact be helpful to our ongoing development, you know, and take the parts that we need and leave the rest. Remember that, you know, it's a natural desire to reject anything that will threaten our base belief. I find for me that the voice that's the most damaging derailing in my process is that one of my own ego. And it tells me that what I know is enough. You know, I, I, I know what I know. It's okay. You know, screw that. I don't need to think outside that. You were that. born with that in your heart and soul. You know what, what is right and what's wrong. I agree with that. I think if we listen to our spirit sometimes instead of our brain, that we're a lot better off. But, you know, I challenge ourselves. I challenge you, Brian. And I challenge our listeners don't lock yourself into stagnation you know let's get out and enjoy the sunlight let's let's see where we can outgrow our current containers and spill over into the rest of our life we can limit ourselves when we limit ourselves it's usually through like ignorance or it's fear and you know both of these they just disappear when you hold them up to the light they just they're not really real if you take a moment and and just invest a little all it takes is leaning in with an attitude of learning something different and we can see how we can be more. And I believe we can do that. Awesome. We wish you all peace, joy, and growth. Yeah, peace out, everyone. Thank you for listening to Gay Peace Journeys podcast. Now it's your turn to spread the peace. Please take a moment to share our link with anyone that might benefit from listening. Don't forget to like and follow us for more gay peace. We hope you'll continue your Gay Peace journey with plenty of free self-care content on GayPeace.com.